Hey, listeners, before we get started, if you're enjoying these episodes, you can actually check them out on YouTube in full video. You can just search Honest Ecommerce and you'll get pulled right to our channel. Make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for all the updates. Anybody these days can take master classes by listening to a podcast like this. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest Ecommerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, we're welcoming to the show the CEO of Low Tides Ocean Products, Brenton Hutchinson. Hey, Chase. Very uh, very nice to meet you. Uh, it's great to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited to chat. A fellow lover of the beaches. Um, for those that don't know about the brand, can you quickly let us know kind of the products that you guys are bringing to market? Sure. So uh, we are going into our third season of production right now. Um, we are uh, we are the first of its kind uh, beach chair company that has created beach chairs from uh, upcycled ocean plastics. So essentially, we take um, upcycled plastic from the environment and reuse that to make beach chairs. Absolutely. So where did this idea come from? <laughs> Yeah, and so we we growing up at the Jersey Shore. I, I I've spent literally my last thirty eight years um, heading down to Sea Isle City, New Jersey. Um, so we we have ingrained in us a love for the beach and and all things ocean and bay. And um, I it, it sounds very cliche, very corny, but I was I was actually reading a uh, National Geographic. Um, magazine uh, memorial day weekend i think four summers ago now um and i happened to pick up the the nat geo on my parents uh, coffee table and it is the now inf infamous or famous cover of a plastic bag coming out of the ocean kind of mimicking an iceberg and at that time you know i had some idea about you know the issues with with plastic in the environment and, and pollution but never really gave it a second thought. Um, that that afternoon, I happened to open up the um, the article, read and understand what plastics were doing to not only our environment but specifically our oceans, and how you know the plastic that's in the ocean is getting digested um, by our our you know fish uh, and even our birds, and how that's creating issues with um, with with a lot of different you know, chains as far as food or, or whatever. Um, but you know, I took that, I took that reading that, that article and I, I spent some time that weekend kind of thinking about, you know, well, there, this is an issue. How do we go about fixing it? And, um, you know, I had been introduced to e-com a little bit through my dad who had just wrote a book and was selling it online. And he was coming back and saying, Hey, you know, I just sold some books today and, and, uh, this is nice and easy. You know, I, I sold through Amazon. And I'm thinking, man, it'd be great to have that passive income, right? I can hang out on the beach and sell a product, um, while I'm relaxing. I, I was already in, 
uh, rentals as far as real estate. I, it's kind of my background. So I have some rental properties. So I'm all about passive income. And I started thinking about the problem being plastic in our oceans. How do we fix that? Well, what if we took that plastic that's in the environment, take it out and make something with it? Well, what is that product? And I started kind of thinking of, you know, brainstorming literally on the beach, you know, uh, clothes, hats, balls. And I looked down, it happened to be a gorgeous Memorial Day weekend. And uh, I saw thousands and thousands of beach chairs. And I thought about the fact that, you know, my beach chair that I've had for the last five years had a hole in the armrest where I couldn't put my drink anymore because the cup holder fell out. And uh, I think I think I had flowers that really didn't appeal to me. It was just, you know, a purchase because that's all there was. So problem, solution, taking plastic out of the environment, making a chair out of it, but then making it cool and relevant and a piece of our personalities. So that weekend, the idea was born. Um, I pitched it to some friends and family that night uh, on the deck after a couple of drinks and uh, it was getting some traction. So I started the process literally that following week. Awesome. So how long does that process take from like ideation to, uh, you know, your first sample? Uh, a long time. Um, I, I am, <laughs> I come from real estate, uh, you know, commercial real estate, which I still work in today. Uh, so I have zero idea or background in manufacturing. Um, manufacturing, bringing a product to market, uh, manufacturing overseas, uh, the marketing that goes into it. So um, the first the first task was finding essentially an engineer to build the product, which you know I never knew how hard it was to do that. Now I would have now two years, three years later, I would have searched industrial designer and probably would have saved myself a year and a lot of money. But at that point, I took it to a, uh, a bring your idea to life type of company which was a bad idea, by the way, because then they didn't, weren't specialists in that type of production. So um, I it really, I want to say a, a good year before we had some sort of working sample and we inter introduced it to Kickstarter. Um, and it was a really, really frustrating process, uh, a, a big learning curve for me. Um, but I can tell you that I was happy I was gone through it because right now we have a product that I feel is worth the money um, that you know a customer would pay for it and something I can be proud of. Uh, yeah, it, it's always such a journey to kind of build these things. And how about, I'm curious, the sourcing the plastic and that whole process, um, you know, I'm assuming that made it a little more difficult. Very. Uh, again, it, you, you come up with these ideas and you're like, ah, how hard it can it be to to a build a beach chair, but B find this plastic, right? Everybody's got to be pulling this plastic out of the environment. You have the four oceans guys that, you know, are building bracelets with, with their uh, stuff. So um, it took me probably about nine months and a trip to Mexico to find the plastic that we ended up using in our, in our first season of chairs. Um, I, I, you know, I personally traveled to Mexico to visit the sites where the collections were taking place and where they were breaking down that plastic into pellets that you can reuse. I felt it was important not just to not just to sell the this, this plastic um, as part of you know the marketing um, 
the, the message, but I needed to know where it came from. I didn't want to be in a position where down the road, somebody says, Hey, that's not necessarily what you're selling. So in this stuff, you know, that type of product is not, you can't just Google it and, and pick it up at your, your, uh, you know, your home Depot or anything to that effect. It's, it was, it was tough sourcing since then it's gotten harder as the, as a problem has become, uh, much more public. And, um, and there's a lot of groups out there. Most people know about the problems with plastic in our ocean now. So it's, a, it's become a little easier. But when I started the process, I think there was one company in the entire world that, that I probably found that was able to get me what I needed. Absolutely. So you've got this product and you alluded to this a bit earlier and you launched on Kickstarter. Can you share a little bit about how that journey went? Yes. So Kickstarter was a big learning experience. In hindsight, um, what came of it was a brand. Like I, I, I figured out how to build a brand, build a website, create an email funnel. Um, you know, I, I learned social, social ads and spending and, and how that all kind of comes together. In hindsight, I w- would have not done it again. I, it was a really bad experience for us. I quickly realized that the demographic that Kickstarter caters to is not our demographic. So we had these grandiose ideas that we were going to hit, you know, our 30 days and we were going to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars. We set a low goal. Um, we did everything right. I mean, we went into production of a video. We spent a lot of money on social. Um, but our demo being women 35 to 65, think about it, who buy beach chairs for their family, their husbands, their kids. They don't know what the heck Kickstarter is. So when we would have conversations with family and friends that, hey, you know, go on Kickstarter, they didn't understand the whole process of, well, yeah, you pay for a product, but you don't get it right away. You know, it goes into production and then you're probably going to get it a year later. You're essentially, you know, hoping and working with the company to, to make a product come to life. Um, so at the end of the day, again, a lot of came from it. So I'm grateful for that. We did hit our goal barely. It was like $30,000. It was, it was really, um, it's embarrassing now that I think back on it, but it was a great, it was a great learning experience. Uh, would I do it again? No, but that's because that's my product. Um, somebody that maybe caters to a different type of uh, market or demo might have, you know, and I know there's, there's companies out there and groups that have a ton of success. Absolutely. So once you learned who your demo actually was, and I'm, you know, this is probably post Kickstarter, how did you find those customers and kind of scale the business? Yeah. So one common misconception I had um, was, you know, I, I create a website, I put it online and they will come, right? It's like, it, it's, it's crazy to think that I actually had that idea at one point, like, hey, yeah, I'll just put these beach chairs up. Obviously, people are going to love them and they're going to buy them. And there's, um, I, I learned that through very strategic marketing is how you find your customers. And um, my co-founder, who happens to also be my sister, who has spent a lot of time, the same amount of time with me at the Jersey Shore. So and so she has the same love. Um, she is all things marketing. And we are heavily involved with social and influencers and local type shops 
that kind of speak to the that that demo those those boutique type retailers now that that you know have the women coming in on a daily basis they see our brand online they either can, can buy it online or or now in retail we're in our second season of retail um so it was it was important to get the the mommy influencers um, the ones because we sell kids chairs as well so you can imagine the the visuals a, a kid in a beach chair a, a good looking beach chair a good looking little kid it it kind of lends itself to some easier marketing um but we we also uh developed a really strong uh, email distribution list um that isn't full of fake emails uh you know we we spent some money to uh, make sure that we're trying to get that segment of the market into our funnel so that we can consistently give them you know, updates or, or products to, to buy. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E.io. Mesa is the easy-to-use answer for automating the everyday challenges of running a Shopify store. Find more aha moments when you're spending less time in the weeds and can focus on the bigger picture. With automations, you have all the power of code without the learning curve. You can easily customize how Shopify and your apps work with one-click integrations. From auto-tagging orders to sending order details to Google Sheets or Airtable, Mesa connects your data where it's needed most. To put it quite simply, Mesa is a better way to work. So find your peace of mind and kick up your feet with a simplified workload to manage the everyday stress of running your Shopify store. Search for Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify App Store and download the app today. Free plan available with no cost setup included. Q4 is the main event for e-commerce and DTC brands. All those months of preparation, managing inventory, and balancing your cash flow are about to pay off. But how can you use this holiday season as a springboard to make 2023 your best year yet? The answer is funding. Funding opens doors for your business. It enables you to place larger inventory orders, invest more in marketing, and ultimately grow your business. Plus, now is the best time of the year to secure funding as you can unlock the best rates. Revenue-based finance from Wayflyer is fairer, faster, and more flexible than traditional funding options out there. Get approved for funding in hours and cash in your account within days. There's no interest rates or personal guarantees, just one simple fee. Most importantly, you keep full ownership of the rocket ship of a business you've worked so hard to build. To learn more about funding from Wayflyer and how you can unlock growth for your business and turn the main event of Q4 into a record year in 2023, visit wayflyer.com slash ecom slash honest. That's wayflyer.com slash ecom with two M's slash honest. Wayflyer, funding a better way. Our partner Rewind can protect your e-commerce store by automatically backing up your business critical data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Nix, Paul Mitchell, and Pampers. Best of all, visit rewind.com slash honest e-commerce to get your first month absolutely free. That's rewind.com slash honest e-commerce. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, 
Tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side? Remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. You mentioned that this whole time was kind of like a learning experience and you've learned a ton about e-commerce and marketing and all of that. Do you have any advice for young entrepreneurs looking to get into this space and learn the how-tos of e-commerce? Listen to podcasts. (laughs) I'm I'm dead serious. So I, I... I would not be in this position. This company would not be where it's at. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for getting really obsessed with um, e-commerce podcasts. I mean, I so I have my undergraduate. I have my MBA. I, 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 you know, the kids these days, kids these days, anybody these days can take master classes by listening to a podcast like this um, and learn all the ins and outs of how to create that email distribution list, how iOS is going to affect your, you know, your, your spend and, and your targeting, which by the way, I was listening to one of your, your episodes earlier and, you know, it's funny now in hindsight, everybody's like, Oh yeah, you know, the iOS really, you know, screwed things up prior to that. Everybody's like, Oh, Facebook will figure it out. We'll get around the iOS. Don't worry about it. And then, you know, everybody's, everybody's world kind of, you know, went down in the first couple of months after that. So, um, it's, it's a big learning experience. Um, uh, there's so many facets of e-commerce, uh, Shopify, Right. There's there's a Shopify podcast out there to kind of learn the ins and outs. Um, if you can find it and afford it, some consultants to work with through the process. Um, if you have friends or family like myself, I, you know, my our CFO is a friend that I've had since uh, high school and college. Um, we brought on a customer service person that which, by the way, is very important, that is younger and, and loves the brand and has been with us for a few years now. People that believe in your product, you need admission. You need that to support any type of e-commerce business. You can't, unfortunately, you, you can't do it by yourself. You got to learn. You got to hope that your team that you're building around you is going to be able to um, make you successful. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you say, you know, that you have an MBA, you went to business school, you learned a lot about business in general, but diving in and starting your own business was kind of eye-opening. Oh, yeah. I mean, I might as well not have gotten my MBA. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, you know, and, and I, I listen to a lot of stories and, you know, people are like, oh, I was I'm profitable day one. I mean, that sounds like the greatest thing ever because let's face it, it's very hard to be profitable day one in business. You know, you learn, you know, uh, income expense, you know, NOI sometimes in real estate, in my case, or, or profit, um, you know, it's, it's hard. There's a lot of expenses you're not taking into consideration, especially on the e-commerce side. Let's, let's face it to get eyeballs on your brand these days is very difficult. Um, so 
you know, MBA didn't cover any of that stuff. Um, so it, it certainly didn't cover manufacturing in China during COVID. Uh, so again, there's just so many hurdles that get thrown your way that if you're not really committed, um, if you're not invested, also, unfortunately, financially, that becomes a big hurdle. Um, you're not going to be able to 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 last very long. So it's and not to say I've I've done that right. It's it's been a lot of growing pains and a lot of um, a lot of learning. Um, but it's cool. It's you 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 enjoy the smaller successes kind of as they come. So it's worth it. Absolutely, I see a lot of people in the Twitter verse like telling young entrepreneurs like if you're thinking about college or starting a business you're gonna learn more in the six months starting a business than you will in the four years of college yeah but you, you're miss out on the experience right yeah the college experience was fun yeah, well well listen my dad told me one thing when when I was growing up a few years ago I you know I was I started hiring people for for my real estate side of the business and um you know, I kept thinking, well, what what's the reason for this college degree, right? I, I knew people that are very smart and successful that didn't necessarily have a, a college degree. But I, but he told me one thing, which kind of always stuck with me. You can study, you know, I went to a Jesuit school. So it was, you know, I had three courses in theology and three in philosophy, right? Am I ever going to use that? No. But what a college degree shows people is that um, they're trained to think and to stick with things and to follow through. So if you're able to do that for four years, you know, that that would, you know, to me, that's what college is about. You learn to grow up and be mature and start, you know, start understanding how to to think and, and bring ideas to to life and follow through on them. So as far as not going to college, I, w- I would certainly do it again. Uh, there's no <laughs> if I could, um, but it was and it was a great experience. So I, I think it I think it it's every person, right? I mean, it's everybody has yeah. their different preference and and ways of learning. I'm not knocking it at all. And and to your point as well, I double down on it. Like people going to college, you also learn interpersonal skills, dealing with people, working on a team, working in groups, working with people that aren't contributing, uh, and then just the entire networking factor of college is infinitely valuable for your life and for business and and health and wellness and all of that completely agree i you know i went to saint joseph's university in philadelphia uh people that i work with joke says you know they they say brent always only hires people from saint joe's um which is not true but a good contingent of of who we're working with on a daily basis are saint joe's grads because i know i know that they came out of a, a good a good university. They they understand, um, you know how how to think and and learn and and grow and um, yeah. I, I I think I've had the best of both worlds to be honest. But I, it it's interesting what podcasts and Audible has done to my life. Um, never a big reader. Um, Audible has really uh, been a godsend, and then podcasts. Man, you can learn anything you want to learn. Is there's professionals out there talking about it. Absolutely. So what is coming up for Low Tides? What's in the future for the brand? Sure. So this is our third season of production, we call it. This is our third summer. We've had product on the market. Um, We have our tall chairs, which come 15 inches off the ground um, we uh, that, that are hitting the shores this summer. Uh, they actually previously sold out, so we're excited about that. Um, so we have our tall chairs coming um, online. 
Uh, we're also going to redesign our season one and season two low chairs and kiss chairs. So we'll have that hopefully coming out by the, uh, by the holiday. Uh, we're also starting to add accessories to our, to our product. Um, you know, a beach pack to essentially clip onto the beach chair. Um, we're looking at some, uh, some abilities to attach, uh, some, some shade, uh, cover that would attach to your beach chair. And then I think really this, the sky's the limit from there. You know, there's so many plastic type products that we can incorporate this ocean plastic into and extend the brand. So the goal is to continue growing, grow it, yeah, continue working and getting into retailers. I, you know, we're doubling retailers from last year to this year. So a lot of, a lot of good things happening. Absolutely. And if I'm interested in these products, where can I find them? Sure. Our, uh, our website's lowtidesop.com. So lowtidesop as an ocean products.com. Or you could go to our handle on Instagram, which seems to be uh, the best place for a lot of people is lowtidesocean uh, is our handle there. Absolutely, Britton. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You got it. Thank you, Chase. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.